Hey, Justin. What's up? Would you like to read a comic book about uh, Star Trek The Next Generation meets Aliens? That's Picard and mm-hmm. the Xenomorphs from mm-hmm. Aliens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? I'd read really. it. That sounds pretty interesting. That, that seems like a bad fan fiction. I read the TNG uh, X-Men crossover. That was pretty... That out, seems out like there. an even worse fan fiction. And there was a Doctor Who Next Generation crossover. That, See, was, that could actually make sense because that, Doctor Who at least time travels. It was good. It was fun. We'll get your cyanide pills ready. Okay. Because they're making one. Got one in my tooth right now. Cool. Yeah, they're making one. It's from Dark Horse and IDW. I don't know who that is. Dark Horse, for some reason, I've heard of being, you know, a rather large Dark, comic. Yeah. Dark Horse used to do all the Star uh, Star Wars Graphic they're novels like the and, number three, uh, aren't they? Behind Marvel and DC, yeah. yeah. But they they made their name doing like Spawn, and I believe they did Spawn. Spawn, what a great yeah! Movie. And they did all the Star Wars comics in the '90s, and that's how they. I know they're they're responsible for a big part of the expanded universe, which mm. is now Legends. The Legends continuity, Legends. yeah. Now they're responsible for something horrible, which he's is he's over there with an axe and will kill you. You say that again. I think Dark Horse did Alien. They originated Aliens versus Predator too, which is actually good in the comics. Yeah. Versus on the screen where we reviewed it, we don't. Uh, on, the, on the film screen, I want to be that the clear one that the I video games are great. No, I accidentally skipped Predator too. That's right. Yes. Predator in the hood. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Much I, like Leprechaun too, or where, which where does he go to the ghetto? Like Leprechaun 3 or 4. Oh, Leprechaun 4, like Back to the Hood or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> he takes the bong hit and he's all high. I, I've never seen the Leprechaun series. Oh, he, he goes into a black guy's house and takes a bong hit and like has like a really weird prosthetic smile on his face. Like, oh, I'm so high. And then he kills him. Is, is it... I thought that it was generally a horror movie, not so much a... Or is it more in the line of Gremlins where it's kind of like horror comedy type... It's like uh, self-aware horror. They know it's so campy and the concept sucks so bad that they just really play that up a lot. Uh, and so they're on the fourth one. Yes. Oh, yeah, the fourth one. I mean, there's a point in the movie where they're throwing shoes at him because he has to shine people's shoes, like, compulsively. Mm. So they're like, oh, he's going to kill us. Quick, throw some shoes at him. And he's like, fuck, i got to shine all these shoes before I come after you with my knife. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, there's the funny part, too, where the <laughs> the... the thugs gun him down in the middle of the street and then he does a kip back up and says what up niggas and then he kills all of them <laughs> which a, is dubbed to ninjas if you watch it on network tv just, what, what just, a racist racist happening just because we're on this tan- is there like how does a leprechaun generally kill people is it like knives i guess is what it'd be in my mind i don't think uh, of leprechauns is generally so if you violent. watch the movies he he moves very quickly and he can like get on your face and like rip out your throat and stuff or uh, oh, okay. you know he uses knives and weapons and such he and, rips your face off yeah okay like he, a um he's pretty aggressive chimpanzee what's what's yeah but what am i sure a chimpanzee something about a chimpanzee freed from its cage this is going a while back i don't think a lot of listeners will remember this but yeah the chimp freed from its cage for the first time in 30 years or something i believe was the reference yes yeah and then a 911 call where in the background a woman was literally having her face ripped off according to the caller he's ripping her face off yes well, funny, the first Leprechaun movie has Jennifer Aniston in it, so she, I think she prefers to forget about that, but <laughs> <Everybody> we won't. <laughs> prefers to forget about where they got their start. I mean, John Hamm was a jizz mopper, so good for him. You guys start somewhere. I know, right? Yeah. Great. I'm not going to read this comic, and it looks really shitty. When's it coming out? Um, next year. Next oh, okay. year, so well, sometime in 2017. I'll have to keep it on my radar, so I'll read that. I heard something else about Star Trek. I hope Captain Picard gets infected. That'll be hilarious. But it's so easy with their technology, they can just remove the xenomorph. I know. Like, well, I mean, that's, as, I guess, my question. It's like Star Trek, you know, that's Star Trek Civil War crossover or something. Just You put them in the setting where the limitations of the technology are kind of part of the dilemma, and it's now, oh, no, the alien eggs inside me. Okay. We'll we'll take care of that with rudimentary medical technology we have in a little box. Tension resolved. That was a good comic. I'm gonna go to sleep now.
But yeah, I was saying, I heard something else about Star Trek. Yeah, what'd you hear? Uh, something about that new series that they're making, the showrunner left or something like that. I don't oh, know. CBS? Yeah. The Star Trek, um, what was it called? Star Trek Cash-In? I-, I was hoping you would know more about this because I just saw the headline. I'm like, oh, well, that sucks for them. I guess it's at least another... Star Trek Canceled? Is that what it's called? Yeah, probably at this point. But okay. yeah, like a yeah. director or a showrunner left or something, and it's just another... I wonder why. Yeah. Probably because it was the lazy... Probably, I'm just guessing, based on modern TV, it's probably really fucking lazy and stupid. Wasn't well, it the one that was like entirely a web series that you had to subscribe to CBS's bullshit? They're putting the first one out for you to watch on the TV, Ooh. and then you have to subscribe to CBS's version of Hulu, which is NBC's version of Netflix. I know. They all thought they had the same great idea. Yeah, but they all have the same great idea like three months after each other. Like, right. oh, wow, Hulu's <laughs> actually catching on. Maybe we'll, like, you know, try and make bank on that. Well, it's like we were own. talking about last week with the native ads. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's difficult, I guess, to do that in Star Trek to really mm-hmm. make that kind of work like in an HBO way. And we'll, well, I guess we'll get to that today because I guess it's hard to do a native ad for something that's not like a 1860s you know, patent medicine thing, mm-hmm. but get cocaine straight in your elixir, right? Like <laughs> nothing that you use today was really invented then. So it's hard to do it. But then you have like, uh, you know, like house of cards. I talked about last week, you know, Oh, is that a PSP Vita? I love all the video game selection on that. Yeah. Let me hold it up to the camera for 15 seconds. Mandated by our contract. Hold, hold, yeah. hold, <laughs> hold Kevin. More, more. Okay, good. Put it down. Let's get a second take of that. Different angle. <laughs> Just to make sure. Put put the game cartridge in the machine. Slowly. All right. Um, other show like uh, Billions, all the attorneys use a Cisco teleconference system and the little Cisco logos always, always in the oh. shot on the phone. Wait, was it Transformers we talked about, I think? Or maybe it was something else I watched. Transformers has a lot of product placement. Well, no, no. I think Transformers actually like, what's his... Useless ass face was like video chatting with his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And like it was yeah, like yeah. Cisco voice video chat. It's like, right. who yep. the fuck does that? It's Skype or FaceTime. Like, right. those are the two you use. <laughs> Just these obscure, yeah, shoehorned things. <laughs> How are you going to do that in Star Trek, though? Like, even the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, like, the, oh, I want a Budweiser, like, a, what was it, Budweiser Legacy or whatever, who are orders in the bar when Kirk's there. It's because it's a Budweiser, and you know what that is. Even a thousand years in the future. Well, that one's pretty close to now. Is it? Supposedly, yeah. But this new one, I'm saying, though, it's not like on Next Generation that they were using, like, I can't believe it's not butter. It's it's hard to get a a good native ad thing going on in a show that's just not set. In the current time period, yeah. Anywhere around here, yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, within, you know, plus or minus, like, 40 years that's when you start getting kind of hard because you can still like you know back to the future you have you know pepsi and shit all over the place yeah and i mean well like mad men was basically a show about native ads yeah what ad are we working on this week don draper i don't know how about coca-cola a fine soda beverage product yes let us let's look at this promotional poster (laughs) do you like ford automobiles yes i do i've never seen any episode of that show by the way Okay. Is it any good? I heard it's okay. Not really. Okay. I think a lot of people liked it because they thought Don Draper was cool, but mm. I can, then, I can never like review of the weak guy thinks he's kind of cool and dresses right. like him. Okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But and then it's like you realize that when you have like a neck beard and you're 600 pounds and you put on the fedora that was made for a man who's like 150 pounds in <laughs> 1960, it looks like a beanie. It was what? like a fucking yarmulke, and you're just like, now I'm Don Draper. Or it's, it spawned an entire generation of people in bars asking for, like, whatever the fuck thing they drink all the oh, time. Oh, people trying to order, like, Manhattans and highballs, yes. and it's like, you, Do you what? know that is? Pop quiz, what's in a Manhattan? Go. I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah, I, tr- I tried to watch it a few times. I just I just could never get into it. I tried to like it a couple times. Just, it doesn't, it was boring. I thought it was boring. Yeah, I, I I didn't like their their big twist in there either. But maybe it's because I came in like, you know, like two years after the show premiered, so I just couldn't get invested with any of the characters because they had storylines already going, and you would have had to watch everything else to catch up. I just didn't want to do that, but I it didn't suck me in at all. 
Clark, are you saying I can wear a fedora? Yeah. Okay. You should. I think you should start. You should start wearing one to work, too, and let us know how it goes. Report back next week. And call all your female coworkers, milady. <laughs> oh, no, you tip it, like, you know, flick the edge of it, tip it to them. Well, as long as I continue shaving and I don't gain a bunch of weight, you're saying I can wear a fedora. Yeah. Okay. I think it. W- I think fedoras look good on everybody. Everybody should have one. Seems like an awful idea. Yeah. Like the worst fucking idea. Since we, you had us watch like Transformers or something. <laughs> Transformers is a great movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hey, at least they weren't wearing fedoras. That's one thing we can say. Yet. Yet. There uh, will be one in the next Transformers, I'm sure. Like... I, I, to bring us back to the Star Trek comic, I'll be satisfied with this if Jordy and Data are playing Mad Men on the holodeck when it begins. And Jordy's trying to sexually harass one of the secretaries. And they still won't go out with him. Jordy's <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell the holodeck computer, like, computer, make me the managing partner of the firm. And try again. Now you go out with me. No, I don't think so. Fuck. <laughs> Jordy never gets laid. Poor Jordy. And then there's one episode where he wants to fuck a hologram. And it's really creepy. So, so to lay this out for you in a very encapsulated format, the Enterprise is in trouble and Jordy needs to solve a dilemma, a complex engineering problem. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the holodeck and is like, who designed the Enterprise propulsion systems? And the computer's like, oh, it was this lady named Dr. Brahms. And he's like, all right, make her into a hologram. And the computer says, okay. And then Jordy falls in love with the hologram. It's based off this lady's fucking journals and shit. Mm-hmm. And then in another episode later, the real woman comes. The real Dr. Brahms comes and is like trying to fix something on the ship or upgrade or whatever. And Jordy's like, milady, fedora tipping. And then he eventually drops all his spaghetti out of his jumpsuit pockets and is like, I fell in love with you on the holodeck and wanted to fuck you really no, badly. No, she finds out. She finds his secret and, fuck and program. And then, then he fucking, <laughs> oh. he, he admits it. Yeah. He says like, oh yeah, that, that was me. I totally did that. And she's like, yeah, I'm fucking married and you're a creepy blind guy with a like. That's like finding, you know, the weird like cum stained pictures in like somebody's room now. Yeah, that's right. But it's like finding way, dog porn on ju- someone's computer. Justin, it, end, it ends up okay because they save the ship and they become friends in the end. So just all friends. is forgotten. Just, yeah, friends. just friends. Just friends. That's right. And I, I'm pretty sure he has to delete the hologram character as part of their friendship. Probably. It's probably a condition. Part of the restraining order. <laughs> he just asked Barkley to file it under his name from the for the future. Oh yeah, Barkley's yeah. pro. Oh god, <laughs> Barkley's program. Where he goes in, he's got all the different people that he hates in the Enterprise or who intimidate him as, like, characters. There's one where Wesley's eating pie, the kid everybody hates, and his mom's like, stop that or Master Barkley will spank you again. (laughs) And Riker's, like, two feet tall. Well, I mean, I I accept all that, and he wants to fuck Counselor Troy, but I think it's never really explored why he's spanking Wesley. Because he doesn't like Wesley. Yeah, it's just a little weird, though. It's disciplining it's, it's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. That's like, that's like you know, playing The Sims and like naming all the characters, like people you know, and putting them in like awful situations. It's like, yeah, fuck Clark, I hate that dude. It's like, let's burn him at the stove. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking it's kind of weird that you want to spank one of your colleague's children, who's like a 15 year old boy at that point that's like jared levels right. of like that's crossing weirdness. into some unexplored motives i think that the series could have looked into a little more well i mean we don't know the age of consent in you know i'm guessing in the federation it's probably like libertarian paradise just so we're talking like pennsylvania here i mean these five-year-old kids are doing calculus so they can probably handle it yes but in the the place where it's set they're assuming that people are evolved enough that they don't resort to pedophilia and stuff that they don't have that shit going on outside the holodeck apparently <laughs> right get over here wesley you've been very bad eating that pie it's time for, for all you know it could have been purely disciplinary he could have had like the, <laughs> he, gets he could have had, discipline. This, he could like... have had the board and been swatting wesley what if he was the discipline daddy though and he would have been like big time in there we we can only wonder <laughs> I'm just saying, none of the shit's going to be in the comic. I think I could write a better Star Trek comic than Aliens meets Star Trek. It's just not go about to fanfiction.net. You can write your no, own but there. like no. a, a, a comic book <laughs> anthology series like Barkley on the Holodeck. Hmm. Like this week, he's being Jack the Ripper and his 
choking a woman to death and slitting her throat. And then Data walks in and is like, oh, shit, my reservation's early. But can't you do that literally with, like, any sort of holodeck situation? Like, oh, yeah. let's, like, you know, throw the Next Generation crew into caveman times or, like, Greek times or... Maybe I mean, have them helping a tribe of people who live in caves. I don't know what the fuck they get off to. Like, I didn't know that Picard got off to being an admiral on a ship and whatnot, but that was in yeah. the movie. I just think Barkley's got some sick holodeck fantasies. Okay. Again, more entertaining than aliens. Um, speaking of aliens, though, Grant sent me something about this. Uh, what do you want to lead to this Grant Alien Covenant? Yeah, they have new set photos and stuff. What is this? Alien Covenant sequel to Prometheus. I thought so it was just Prometheus 2, but apparently yeah, it has an They actual... changed the name like three times, and now it's Alien Covenant. And they released okay. all these different behind-the-scenes set stuff about the... So the aliens are going to be in this movie. So they released like different kinds of looking aliens that are going to show up on this planet that the helpless crew of this next ship of people to be killed finds themselves on. Right. From the description, apparently like David, the Android guy is living on this planet and he has like a bunch of alien specimens in his, um, his house that he's built for himself. Wait, was, David in other movies. They put his head back on? The, the android guy in Prometheus. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Like, he's still alive, and we don't know where the, the lady Shaw is now, but David is apparently alive on this planet, and he lives in this house with all his artwork and shit. Nice. Okay. So it's like a direct sequel to Prometheus. It's like before Alien still. Yeah. Okay. Neat. So, still looking at this, I don't know <laughs> if this movie is going to turn out to be interesting or complete crap. Probably as good as Prometheus, to be honest here. So, the best movie ever? Yes. An interesting but flawed movie is how I feel about it. But I'm hoping that this turns out better than that. Yeah. I don't know enough. So far, it. everything I've seen doesn't indicate that it will, though. Well, maybe they're going to get J.J. Abrams to direct it. No, they're not. It's like, Ridley Scott. They're going to just take Ridley Scott out and put J.J. in to hypercharge the franchise. No. Let's put some lens flare in the, the alien chamber or something. Yeah. And let's not focus on the aliens, but let's focus on the space marines killing them with machine guns. Pew, pew, pew. Right now, unless I see anything else indicating it to me, I think all I can look forward to in this new alien movie is a another great performance by Michael Fassbender as the android guy because that's pretty much the only thing that stood out in the last movie too we'll see maybe I'll see it or not I won't just like I won't be seeing the last uh, movie I wanted to talk about which is J.J. Abrams' new movie quote unquote God Particle the third of the trilogy that you didn't know was happening Cloverfield and Cloverfield Lane Wait, there was a second Cloverfield? That clo- the, the 10 Cloverfield Lane movie where John Goodman lives in a bunker and kidnaps the woman who crashes her car or whatever. Apparently this is happening at the same time the alien monster is attacking or the other aliens show up. I don't know. That, that was an alien in Cloverfield? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought it was a government experiment or something. I thought it was Godzilla. <laughs> No, it was an alien. Okay, I I never watched the movie, so. Oh, okay. It's a real douche hipster movie. One of those things where it's being filmed with some asshole at a party, like. Yeah, it's just it's, it's going away party. I'm gonna film everything, even after I should stop filming. Yeah, it's like they're having you know shots through the street running away. Like, oh, well, no, we're still filming. This Good. camera's lost battery. <laughs> Good thing our actors are still in focus. Man, we got some, you know, good cuts here. It's not, you know, one long take or anything. And then the monster is attacking them. And then the end of the movie has a little really douchey, like, hipster shit going on where they splice in some footage of the guy who's leaving for his business trip or whatever and his girlfriend at Coney Island and a little satellite crashes into the ocean. And that's what woke the monster up because it lived at the bottom of the sea. 
This is why I say I hope the next Millennium Falcon door falls on J.J. Abrams. Uh, I can only hope so. Yep. All right. Fuck that. It just makes me angry thinking about that. Never happened. But it is going to happen. But it isn't. Did you have anything you wanted to bring up, Justin? No spicy news items? No? No, I don't think so. I can't remember anything else. So let's talk about how the guy who played Cyclops never wins at anything. Who? The guy in Westworld. Yeah. Teddy. Yeah, Yeah. Teddy gets fucked. Teddy does get fucked. All the time. That is like his role. Yep. But I mean, he's the guy who said, like, you can kill me off as Cyclops. I'm going to go be in the new Superman series and movies. Fuck you, Fox. Wait, which Cyclops did he play? Like the 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 one that was on film. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Wait, was the same guy that played Cyclops in the original X Men, also in the new ones? Yeah. Oh, okay. He came back after Superman Returns didn't spark a resurgence of the Superman franchise. <laughs> Fuck this! I'm gonna be my own actor now, and he has to come back and say, "Can I have some money, please?" Please. I mean, I just want to eat tonight. Yeah. It yeah. was clever though, because <laughs> I did think he was. One of the the newcomers, or he was. Yeah, the first. I thought he was real, and then he gets killed by Ed Harris, and then the, it's like, oh, he was a robot. Okay. The thing I liked about this, and I was watching it the second time, is the first episode is really sort of introducing you to just how the hosts like go in their little loops, and it's just like a very like happy path, kind of clean loop of all right, you know, nobody interferes with Dolores and Teddy, and like this happens to them. And then, yeah, Ed Harris comes in and fucks up a little bit at the end. but And then it sort yeah. of blows up from there. It's like introduces these little things of like fucking with them, the host that is. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet you like that rape scene. Was there actually a rape scene, though? It's implied. Oh... Yeah, okay. No, I'm thinking of something else, actually, because other episodes do other things. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I guess it's implied rape. Yep. See, I I was telling you this before the episode. Like, I've already watched all the episodes that are out right now, so I have to juggle my mind with, like, is this episode one and two or three it's, and four? It's good for you to have that cognitive dissonance going on. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like... It's sort of interesting to watch how their interpretation of AI is handled in this show as far as like how it's evolving. And it's clear that, you know, Dolores and some of the other AI possibly like are getting hints of that, oh, maybe this isn't all there is and that there's more to this whole world. Worst world. But they have to hide it from, like, you know, the other, the actual staff of the park. Except bit. for the evil black scientist guy, right? Yeah, Bernard. Yeah. I, I mean... Did, he's the evil black scientist guy in every movie now. It, it, he is kind of a dick and a little bit evil, but, I mean, everyone has an agenda on the staff, it seems like. I did notice that. Yeah. And the, the board, the quote-unquote board. Yes, the evil the... board that has... <laughs> You know, rubbing their hands. It's oh, it's not just the park that you know. That's their goal. It's it's more than that. Yeah, we don't know what, but it is. Yeah. As he puts on his tinfoil hat and adjusts it. I mean, as to why none of these robots are like taking over people's positions in the real world, I will never know. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you make a copy of the president and replace him somehow. But then the, he starts having seizures because a fly lands on his face. Okay, so you take a little extra time to like beta test him. But <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, even if you were really lazy and you never wanted to pay your bar tab, just replace the bartender. And then give him like the secret knock on the table. and mm-hmm. I'm just wondering. So, like, yeah, but, it seems like they developed a lot of amazing technology. Like, ah, oh, making uh, my arm got blown off in the war. Yeah, it's a little strange. I mean, I guess we don't see the wider world and how it all, you know, happens there. I mean, we get little bits and pieces from, you know, 
the guy from Always Sunny, which I can't separate him from his role in Always Sunny. Do you watch that show? Nope. Okay. Which guy is that? Uh, the white hat guy um, went with his friend with the black hat. He's like, all, oh, you know, I want to go on the treasure hunt. No, shut up. Oh, the hacker from House of Cards? Yeah, the hacker from House of Cards. Okay. Um, so in Always Sunny, he plays like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's him and his brother, but they're like backwoods, water, like super creepy type people. Okay. That would like, you know, sort of incesty, kind of creepy-ish vibes. They drink a lot of milk. They wear bathrobes everywhere and like lick each other's faces. Very strange, okay? <laughs> the fuck <laughs> it's it it's really like funny creepy strange type <laughs> shit so like when i see him i'm just like oh man the mcpoyle brother like okay anyway back to what you're but saying no, no no like so you get little bits and pieces from like those two characters as far as like their surprise or just all the guests sort of surprised that you know oh they're very lifelike type thing so it's like you don't at least for me i don't get the feeling that this technology is being used outside this theme park yeah pretty much because otherwise they'd be like oh yeah you know robotic hands that look you know completely natural it's like oh but then you know one of the girls on the train are like oh yeah teddy looks so natural like you know i don't even notice he's a host or something like that yeah so it seems very the technology is confined to the park i get that it just seems to me that the if the board Mm-hmm. <laughs> the board they're so concerned with money they'd just be like oh make some prosthetic hands and eyeballs and legs and yeah it, it seems like the the reason like that'd be like the best thing to do out of this park like just okay well we perfected making we're nearly perfected making a full human robotic body right that you can't tell the difference of all right you know u.s government you know when you know our soldiers get legs blown off in whatever country here's a new one like or here's some robots to be soldiers i mean i just yeah many questions i had about that about the missed licensing opportunities i i feel like that's one thing the series could go into later possibly i mean even in the other episodes i've watched it hasn't gotten to that point yet where you know it starts revealing like a wider world it's still very much you know the staff at the park, the I mean, guests that come into the park, and then the hosts. I think they kind of have to eventually. Would be my supposition. They, you know, they have to have some kind of anchor to the outside world mm-hmm. at some point. I mean, Anthony Hopkins likes to walk around the desert and maybe fuck children. Well, well, ambiguous. I think his role it, it gets a little bit like. He already has little bits and pieces of being a total dick. <laughs> At least the, like, you know, the one um, story creator guy. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, that story creator guy's story sucked. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he starts going, like, full, you know, like, hey, I'm the fucking god here type, you know, character. Like, you know, I can piss on your face and you'll thank me type thing. So he's John people. Hammond. He's got a little bit of Jurassic Park going on. Yeah, he he very much gets to the point of like, hey, this is this is my park. You are here as a guest, even if you work here, type thing. Like creepy. This is my this is my image. Don't fuck with it, type thing. So, so I'm guessing he's like the founder or the creator of this yeah. technology, and that the board or whatever else it is in the company, like he's the founder of the company. Yeah, he. I think like. There's a little bit of history that goes on in later episodes, but basically it's sort of, I think he was like the like chief technology guy when the park was founded and a lot of his, you know, ideas and work went into making the core of a lot of the hosts in the park in general. So like he's able to, you know, you know, wave his hand and raise a church type thing like he did in this episode or these episodes. So he, like, it just becomes that, oh, well, all these people, like, that spend three and a half weeks on, you know, a storyline or making one little Indian person, whatever, he can do that in, like, you know, snapping his fingers. So he thinks he's, like, a god in the role of the park. And he doesn't want anyone fucking with him. Which I could see how that could go to your head. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I just want to see more of 
who he is then because I haven't seen all the episodes you have seen. Yeah. Because he he seems to me like I was trying to peg him. He seems like he is the founder of the company or he's really in control but he doesn't do the day-to-day stuff he's mm-hmm. like in he's like the product guy he's in the park he's like the steve jobs type or something mm-hmm. where other people are running the company but he's actually doing the thing that is the company that's the sense I, I, that i, I could got say that i could say that's pretty close to it yeah. actually because steve job was kind of a dick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about certain things so, yeah, I would say he's kind of like a Steve Jobs-like character. Like, I'm not sure if he founded the company, but he definitely had a very significant role in making what it is today. He likes going to the basement. He does, which the basement I find is kind of weird. creepy. So like, is, is the basement the Westworld basement from the 1970s movie? See, I, I didn't actually even think that there was like a connection between the two. Before yeah. you sent me a text, it's like, oh, hey, they mentioned something about no issues in 30 years. And I'm like, huh, well, maybe. Because it seems like there's, the, you know, the, like the really like when evil black scientist man goes into the basement to find uh, Anthony Hopkins talking to the bartender guy or whatever. Yeah, the beta bartender who's all yeah. glitchy and shit. Yeah. yeah, and they walk through the rows of like all the decommissioned people. But before the guys got out of the, the elevator, they you know, pull the charge handle on assault rifles. Like, they have machine guns walking around in the basement. Mm-hmm. Which seems kind of weird. I, and then the basement is like, it's got a big, you know, what might have been a Westworld, like, logo thing and water running everywhere and escalators. And it kind of looks like the place where hacker guy and his friend get off the train. Just the one where they get off the train is a lot newer and nicer. Mm-hmm. So is this like the the like? I didn't really catch that. The abandoned that. train station, and they just use it for storage now. I don't like. I I find it very strange how they keep the decommissioned host just in the basement, standing around. It's like, all right, we know this guy just had you know a fucking seizure, and his eyes all droopy now, and we can't fix it. Why don't we just throw him in a grinder, like? <laughs> Is there, like, another reason, like, they are keeping them around type thing? You, so Anthony Hopkins can talk to them and put them back in their plastic wrapper? It, it's <laughs> it's just very strange. Like, it doesn't seem like the logical thing to do as far as, like, a business is concerned. Because then you're paying for all this, like, useless storage space and you have to, you know, have people on staff to make sure that nobody down there goes crazy and you have to take them down type thing. It's... Yeah. If... They are indeed just robots or androids, whatever, people made by people type thing. Why can't you just put a bull in their head? A lot of people don't seem to care about, you know, smacking them in their face or cutting their faces and whatnot or whatever they do. So what's the problem with, like, cutting their heads off, throwing in the grinder? Like, <laughs> You tell me. I don't know. As so I was watching this, and the 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 Navy SEAL guy was like, "You might want to hang back." I'm like, why? It's like saying you might want to hang back when you're walking through the fucking appliance store because one of the refrigerators might attack you. It's like, aren't these things just, like turned off? Well, that's the thing. They, it, don't they power drill their fucking brains? Oh yeah, yeah I so, forgot about that. <laughs> like, but um, <laughs> it's they they very much are building up to the point of you know. The same thing they did in the movie where, you know, somebody got hurt in the park by yeah. one of the hosts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that they're building that, but it just seems to me like they're all, they're very, they're just like the, the I guess, the very well-made TV, just the tone of like unease mm-hmm. that these guys have. Like, and Anthony Hopkins is down there like fucking Jane Goodall living with the crazy gorillas who might rip her arms off. Like... He's, he's just walking around and they're like, yeah, you know, whatever. And these other guys, like these presumably, you know, ex-special forces, highly paid private security guys are like, oh, stay in the elevator, black scientist guy. We got to make sure it's safe down here. What are you fucking concerned about? That's, I don't know. Perhaps revealed later. Mold growing in the basement, possibly. <laughs> That's what the guy says. Oh, no, the ventilation system's broken again. It's going to smell great down here. Like, <laughs> fucking fix it. Don't you, don't you make enough money to have somebody come down there and, like, an HVAC oh, guy? I just remembered something else, kind okay. of. So when you 
you said something about like, oh, hey, you know, they mentioned something about a 30-year-ago accident type thing. Yeah. For more than 30 years. Yeah. Um, I think it was these two episodes. They also mentioned something else about like, oh, the hosts have evolved a lot since the earlier days where a handshake could give them away. Yeah. So that like sort of lends, you know, more credence to like, that's, that's what I was wondering because they they said that the movie. they said the the haven't had an incident in thirty years thing after the handshake thing because Anthony Hopkins says that in the basement when he's talking to black scientist guy mm-hmm. he's like they've come a long way since the handshake might have given them away and I love old rusty bartender here and I was thinking like oh so they are in the old train station from like the nineteen seventies version of the park it's like oh you're talking about that train station and those guys yeah they come in there yeah. And the one where Hacker possibly. Guy comes in upstairs is like the, you know, 2016 Apple version. It's all nice and white and shit. And the one downstairs looks like it's old. And the, the Well, it's like retro future down there. Yeah. And then <laughs> it was like corporate governance. Like, hmm, well, we, we don't want to demolish it. We, we got to use it for something. Let's put the spares down there. We're already paying for it. Yeah. Let's put the spares down there. Well, they, they clearly filmed it in an abandoned mall. Yeah. I think I've seen that picture before, that, that exact shot of them coming down those uh the escalators that they're walking past. Like mm. it is like an abandoned mall in I think it's like Minnesota or you know, um California or something. Where they filmed a zombie movie maybe? Maybe. Yeah. The one up near uh I think it's near Bass Pro Shop here. There's like a mall, I think it's Fairfield Mall. Okay. But yeah, there's like only two stores in there and it's just like an abandoned mall apparently. Cool. I've seen some like YouTube videos of people going through it and it's like, wow, that's in my backyard, literally. <laughs> All right. What are the two stores? Um, there's like an arcade type thing and then like a uh, Kids R Us, I think. <laughs> but they're like both on like the ends of the mall and just like empty in the middle. <laughs> laser tag place. Yeah. Maybe Is there they... a laser tag? No, I mean, it could be they a should, giant yeah. laser oh, tag place. Use it. Yeah. Yeah. Or a paintball thing. Yeah. But yeah, apparently you can still walk through there and you know there's a Segway mall policeman that, you know, by occasionally. Probably the best job in the world. That would be a pretty fucking good job. Go around on a Segway all day and just like listen to books or whatever. You don't actually have to do anything. Listen to this podcast. We have a pretty big Segway mall security guy population. I'm assuming. Unless they listen to a review of the week, which we've already dissed this episode. Shit, you're right. Well, we're nothing, gonna nothing suffer the wrath of that. Can, nothing we can do about that. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Um, speaking of review of the week, though, who's always reviewing, you know, fast food and shit. There's no like nothing that you'd expect to see at this point in time referenced in the park. Like the only thing that's really referenced from the time is that the Union soldiers there on the porch of one of the places saying, "Yeah, come, come well, join what the do fight." You mean? As far as, like, being referenced. Like, just the time period, or... Yeah, the time period. I, I don't think that matters. It doesn't matter, though, because this is basically, like, the, the Disney World version of the Wild West. It's kind of like the idealized movie version, where, like, when you go to Disneyland or whatever, and you see, like, the idealized version of, uh, like, Main Street downtown. It's supposed to approximate, like, some fictional, yeah, it's like, you like go to 1920s. Epcot. You don't actually or... expect to find, you know, anywhere in, you know... Do they have a Germany part of the Epcot? They, they have a Hitler part, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not going to be, like, any place actually in Germany. It's a fictionalized, oh, you I know, get that. all the parts I, yeah, you think yeah. of. Yeah, I understand that. It's all the stereotypes mashed together, but mm-hmm. it just seems weird to me that it's, like, You've got, like, all the tropes, like the sheriff, like, hey, we want to go get the cattle rustler. Mm-hmm. One of the things, like, one of the I, excursions I, you can go on. The thing I like about this uh, the series, it's very funny how they, like, present what, in my mind, is very much like an MMO quest. It's like, go find the treasure, or, like, you know, help me get those cattle wranglers, or let's go find the bandit in the mountains. Like, I, I'm just wondering what would happen if you went up to the Union officer and was like, yes, I want to head over to fight in the Army of the Potomac. Take me there. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do? Well, I mean, they probably say something like, back? oh, well, we're <laughs> scheduled to, you know, head out for, you know, this place uh, tomorrow, so we can't, I can't take you there. Sorry. Like, if you want to head out this way, then you're my man. Like, they get in this 
they have these like they work towards certain things in their storyline uh-huh. and then if that is like fucked up by a guest then like it'll try and improvise I picked up on that too, though. I when especially when the old guy was bothering them and they stab him through the hand for like, can, yeah. Like it, when you're in Warcraft or something, you know, the quest guy doesn't keep bothering you if you say like decline the quest. So I thought that was really funny, but yeah, I, have- it, it kind of reminded me of like playing EV Nova or something. Like you choose like your quest line and then you're kind of locked into that path and you um, got to play it out. HBO yeah. put out some promotional material, I think. For this episode, or the some of the, it, it's basically a flowchart for what Dolores's story is. As far as like, if a guest intervenes here, you know, if you know they go to the farm, if they go here, if she gets raped and killed, type thing, like how her you know flow path works, kind of, which is interesting to show. Like, okay, they plan for these things that guests do, and then. If not, they'll go over here or they'll just continue on their own little loop of, you know, leaving for town and getting fucking murdered and raped well, by the, the bad guys. The, the thing that really interested me, too, about the second episode especially was just getting a sense of how large this place is. Because mm. I don't think that it, it seems like it's really self-contained when they look at it in their, their 3D map mm-hmm. in the corporate room. and But it seems like it's a lot bigger because... Ed Harris leads that guy so far out and he finds like a completely different town. Like yeah. the Mexican cantina town or whatever. It's like, well, how big is it? How far out can you really go? Because they keep saying if you go for farther and farther out, like it becomes more extreme, like the adventures you can mm-hmm. have or whatever. So I'm just wondering like how far out can you actually go? And um, The later episodes don't actually tell how far that they're going to go out, but... Um... Something's happening in the park that is making noise. They're, whatever. They're making noise in the park. And they have a comment saying, oh, well, the neighbors are complaining. And it's, I, I don't know if that's a jab at saying, oh, hey, the neighboring towns, the hosts there are complaining. Or if it's actually literally an actual city of people, not robots complaining. Right. Well, so, I want to find that out, and I also want to find out, okay, is it just Westworld, and it's, like, fucking gigantic in this, or is it gigantic, and there are, like, the medieval world and the Roman world thing, too, and they're off there? I I don't think... I think it's just Westworld. Um, What isn't clear to me is if, like, this is literally a place, like, on the moon or a different world at this point, or if it's somewhere on Earth. Because it's, it's it's a it's a little strange because I think in the first two episodes they say something about like, hey, like you know, why do they why do we have such long you know periods here or something like that? And it's like, okay, well, why do you have long periods there? It's why do you have six months, two years, whatever, how long they are stationed at the park and they can't go home for? I don't know if you caught that line. Yeah, yeah, I did, and. I understood it as much like in the movie. It's a really self-contained thing and it requires so much constant attention and manicuring i guess Mm -hmm. that they almost have to have a rotational staff because otherwise they just couldn't keep up with it it seemed like it is on earth though because uh, the one uh host mave the the whore Mm -hmm. when she like escapes with the scalpel and finds her way out like she walks outside and you can see like there's a big like edifice of a building there and that's when she enters the other she's on like a bridge or something they actually had an aerial shot of like it looked like the main um building or whatever on top of like a big rock pretty much mesa mesa that was the word i'm looking for that's what i think like it's so they're obviously on the periphery and it's like probably hidden behind like a rock sheet or something so So nobody from the town could ever what i just imagine is like you know that one shitty star trek movie we watch where they had like the little hologram overneath yeah (laughs) star trek insurrection yeah i got a real half-life vibe from this like black mesa Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it could be like middle of nowhere type thing. Like taking, Black, so. taking the train into the big underground facility, because that's, I mean, when the 
evil black scientist man is taking the escalator to his apartment. It's like there's infinite escalators below him, and there's infinite escalators above him, presumably. So this thing like go deep, and then deep, deep. Anthony Hopkins just takes an elevator up and pops up in the middle. <laughs> He's got though. Yeah. Yeah, he goes from the old train station straight. He's up like Willy the Wonka. Right, exactly. <laughs> Except he really does wander through the desert with children and abuse them and say, you're never going to come back here, right? Okay. Uh, why are you thinking he abused that kid? <laughs> like, the kid was obviously a host, creepy. too, because he, he, like, ordered him to leave. And That's what I mean. Anthony Hopkins has kind of, like, a creepy rape grandpa thing going on. All right, I didn't get that at all. I just thought, like, he was, you know, hey, you're my creation. Like, you know, hang out with me for a while. While I... Build this church thing. You just seem a little talented, Mister Ripley. Yeah, so to me. it's a little creepy. The first episode, I sort of thought like the Man in Black was like going to be like a virus or something that's like infecting the people. Like you know, he starts putting these ideas into Dolores's head, and you know, Dolores's father type thing. But I don't know anymore because he He's... seems like he has his own agenda of just finding whatever the little remnants of whatever this weird maze is that he you wants know, the some corn. programmer left in. He huh? wants the corn. The corn? He keeps talking about the maze. That's why I assume he's talking about corn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. It could be corn. He wants when I corn. first... <laughs> what, I thought he was a host in the first episode until mm-hmm. like Teddy couldn't shoot him. And then it's like, oh, they tricked me because I thought Teddy was real. Mm-hmm. But... At that point, when he's, he obviously has a different agenda and he says, I keep coming back here and stuff, like I thought that like maybe he's like a, this is like corporate espionage or something, that he's like trying to learn the secret of this place to. I, I just think he is. He's got the membership card, apparently. No, he's got like the platinum <laughs> yeah. VIP membership card because like it, it goes into a little more detail in the later episodes, but basically, yeah, he is very much someone who has been coming to the park for a long time and. It is the same thing that, you know, Anthony Hopkins said that drives people back. It's they like finding those little details that, like, people have never seen before. I mean, and even in these two episodes, he says something about, like, man, I never knew you got you had a family. And, like, putting the bullets down and, like, you know, threatening, you know, the host kid and wife. So he's just, like, you he, see he's kind of just, like, really obsessed with yeah, he's living like, in this, like, fantasy He's, like, the world. max level player in, like, an MMO, just trying <laughs> to find, like, new bullshit to do and, like, fucking around. So, like, the new dungeons and raids and stuff. That's what he's he's waiting so around he, he in the trade all, like, chat the, for. He camps the noob areas. <laughs> yeah, he just, like, tries to fuck with, like, the newbie quest areas and shit. Like, oh, hey, Teddy, what's up? Fucking you up again today. <laughs> Yeah, he seems like he's got the the gold plus platinum plan, saying like I'm never I I never leave here. I'm here for until I find out the secret. And yeah, the, and it, it doesn't seem it, it the the people in the park know what he's doing because the one security guy says something like, "Oh yeah, he's you know VIP. Give him whatever he wants." Right. Yeah, it's just like, "Hey, should we slow this guy down?" And it's like, "No, he gets whatever he wants. Like orders from on and higher or whatever." Like, "Oh, okay. So is he a fucking board member or something?" I, I there's. A little tidbit, I think, in the fourth episode that it gives a little insight to who or what he is, but I'm not going to say that. Okay, please don't tell me he's secretly like a pathetic New England trust fund kid. No. Okay, good. That would be a real letdown if he was a pussy who just came to the park. Talk about letdowns, though. The story guy, and like he's like, oh man, Hector's going to come here early and give a big fucking speech. (laughs) Oh, and the the fat, schlubby guy and his ludicrously attractive wife yeah it's like oh we got him we got him yeah you see his friend we got her too yeah, oh that was just as funny the second time you guys laughing like a goofy retard <laughs> Kill him, we got him. let's take a picture or when they're out in the in the frontier <laughs> there and the the one guy that's leading them starts stroking out like the the sheriff guy or whatever he's like yeah. <laughs> okay well, can't have a fly land on him. I mean, I, I know, like, that whole scene was, like, supposedly, you know, scripted or whatever, but, like, I don't know, that whole shootout thing was actually pretty cool, I thought, the way they did it all. Like, yeah. Like, coming into town. The, the cardigan writer guy, has, he's okay at his job. He should stick to shootouts in the town, though, because his Wild West riverboat story fucking sucked. <laughs> he should kill himself. Anthony Hopkins thinks that, too. I was really pulling for Anthony Hopkins when he said no. It's like, yes. It's like, does this big fucking reveal. It's like, oh, like, 
Well, it's like releasing Journey a fucking patch for, uh, you know, World of Warcraft or something. Yeah, it's like, ooh, then, like, you know, enjoy the Temple of Zulaman or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's... It was, this was like the enjoy the garrisons in the latest one where it's like a yeah. Facebook game. And <laughs> thankfully, Anthony Hopkins said no. He's like, no, we're not doing that. It's a stupid idea. What? <laughs> Give me his boots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that fucking cracked me up, too. It's like, is there anything good? It's like, what's the size of those boots? <laughs> like, of all the fucking things. It's, it's pretty cool, though. I do like how it's, it does... For anybody who hasn't played, like, an MMO, it does seem to kind of have that feel. Yeah. Especially when you... Like you said, when they get off the train, which apparently the train connects to the uh, wardrobe place. Yeah, it's like a seamless kind of loading transition yeah. screen. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a pretty fast loading screen. You get off the train, and then, like you said, all the quest givers are there, like pretty much with the yellow exclamation yeah, mark. Yeah, it's over like their if head. you have ever, like, whenever you start a new MMO, you get dropped into town, and, you know, there's 40 different people with little, like, exclamation marks above their head, like, hey, quest over here, quest over here. Hey, it's, can you kill 10 wolves and bring me their pelts? Yeah, it, it's like that. It, Westworld, but I just thought it was pretty funny. So Ed Harris is the guy sitting in the trade chat all the time, like you know, looking for raid, looking for raid group, <laughs> LFG. And I think well, he's a solo player. Yeah, like. to be the guy who's just like maxed out and has all the gear and shit, and just rides around and kills people. He's got his like tier three raid gear. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> that fucking gun was hilarious. <laughs> he just like when he was shooting out all of uh, uh not Hector, um, Lawrence's cousins. Oh yeah, and then like the one dude like is hiding behind the stone wall. He's like. Dos mil, dos mil. <laughs> he just takes out like the hand cannon part of his gun and just like shoots him through the neck through the wall. He's got the best gun. I but know, it's like the yeah. guy's been shooting people for like 30, 30 years, years in this in thing. This it's like he's probably the best shot. He's probably, he could probably kill anybody in the real world. Like he's probably that good of a shot now. Where does he get the bullets? And how do guests know who other guests are? Because um, they pull their guns on them and they don't work. What if they stab well, with their fucking dinner knife? <laughs> that's the same question we had about so, the movie. It's like, well, how do you stop it with knives? Cause so like, it isn't quite they don't work. I think it's in the next episode. It'll actually show what happens when a guest gets shot by another guest. But I just mean like, it, I, like nobody can die there. Like, it's, the, it's very much just like beanbag. The thing. gun, fine. But it's like if we're both guests in there, what is to stop me from taking my belt off and choking you to death? That's the thing we talked about before in, yeah. for the movie, and it's just like, yeah, there's nothing to really stop a toast if they go, you know, full maniac with like a broken bottle or something to like well, stab a, a, someone. A host, yeah, sure, but like, let's say that I or really, even a person, yeah, I really hate you and I want to like take over your business function at the office. So like, let's go to Westworld and I push you off a cliff. Let's, no hosts involved, but you're still fucking dead. <laughs> Well, I think at some point, you know, it's kind of... The host will never say something like, you know, that is completely out of character for them. But if you're role-playing and you, like, stop and say, like, fuck, dude, what are you doing? Like, I am a person. I'm not a host. That's right. kind of like a safe word. It's ours, like... Yeah, but I mean, what if I want to kill you? What I'm saying is, like, the Then park, you will still, you know, face the full penalties of your actions. In the in the court of law, yeah. yeah. I know I'll be arrested by the sheriff and driven away, but it just seems like... No, no, I don't even mean, like, in the fucking... I mean, addressed West by the, the sheriff in an SUV and driven yes. away. Okay. Not, not, not a horse in a badge. <laughs> Mickey comes out and puts you in Disney jail until the real police come and get you. <laughs> yeah, but it's, that's what I mean, though. It's, it's The robots are safe and everything. That's fine. But like, what if you really wanted to fucking kill your wife? Make it look like an accident. Like, oh, she fell off a cliff at Westworld. Uh-huh. Kate Triste. It was so sad. I, I was broken up about it. <laughs> right off the cliff. No witnesses. Oh, sucks. <laughs> And you sue the park for your pain and suffering. I think they would know, though, because it seems like they can see whatever's going on in any microcosm of the park at any time. Like, they have some kind of aerial view, because they zoomed in yeah. on that, the bank robbery scene via yeah. that 3D map. They have, I, they have drones and cameras, I'm sure. Yeah, so they could see whatever's going on, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I guess if you have the VIP Platinum card, though, you probably could kill your wife there. Off the cliff. Whatever he wants. Yeah, whatever he wants. <laughs> he just fucking killed three guests. Whatever he wants. He gets whatever he wants. Well, if he's been coming there for 30 years, I don't know. Like, I can't remember if in um, the show they said how much it was per day or a week or something. Or thousands. was it the movie that was like 40 said, grand a day or something like that? I think I thought it was like 2000 a day in the movie or something. 
So, but yeah, in like 1970 bucks. So that's like 15 grand now. It's pretty expensive. Yeah. That's what I mean, though. If Ed Harris is like a really rich guy, then. Yeah. Which begs the question is he have a, he must have his money invested somewhere, right? If he's coming. He's Maybe he's the just park. so. They hit towards what he does, I said in the oh, later okay. episode. Maybe he's so desperate it. that he's like, he's taking out a bunch of mortgages just to finance <laughs> coming to Westworld all the time. Just for the court. Yeah, he's like huh? a heroin addict. Just to addict. find the maze. <laughs> I want the maze. I, re- I, I was expecting the Mexican guy to give him corn, honestly. And he kept saying, I want the maze. Like, it's like, like I don't know. Is it like, corn tortillas? <laughs> oh, okay. It's a lot of trouble to go through for the corn, but here you go. It didn't happen, though. You're very funny, Senor Eli. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shot that guy's wife. And then they, I guess they hosed her off later and... Yeah. Bossed her up and... Blow dried her and put her back. Just like they hosed <laughs> off Teddy. Yeah. But well, Teddy was watching that Maeve girl get uh, taken back to the surgery center. What, like, what the fuck were they doing? Like, they said there's there's there was MRSA in her abdomen. Yeah. Okay. Merc- from I, I th- I'm assuming from like patrons like fucking her repeatedly. Wait, I think MRSA, no, it's just just from the the infe- it's the the antibiotic resistant bacteria. Oh, Staphylococcus. Okay. But. I think it's just from like the dirt because the guy is saying like, ah, oh, like the last people who cleaned her up didn't even wear fucking gloves. Like I guess people were not observing like hospital grade sanitation. Oh, the okay. workers were not cleaning themselves properly before that, interacting with the robot. That's another thing that I just want to know more about. Like what what are these like hosts made of? Because they they show them like <laughs> dipping out of, like the their superstructure. I guess the, being dipped the in that pool. Yeah, the pool. Of, I, I thought it was like. It seemed like resin or something that they're building, like the skeleton and the basic musculature out of like mm-hmm. some kind of flexible resin or that something. Fucking intro. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then they, I guess, like they skin like some kind of artificial muscle and and skin on top of it with blood and or blood substitute because that when they were cutting her open, it seemed like you know there actually was like oh I mean yeah stuff they in there. they bleed when they get shot and stuff yeah. so I think it's you know the skin is something they can peel on and off and. The inside structure is something hard and can withstand. Well, I don't know. It, it can withstand at least you know bullets being shot at it repeatedly as they get shot over the years. But uh, do they have any decapitations or hands flying off in the show? Okay, I, no. I don't think I, I don't remember any in the later episodes either. I mean, but, but it seems like from what they're saying, like there's the, I guess the down further from the surgery center is the body shop. Mm-hmm. I guess they can replace whole parts yeah. if they need to. I don't know. Anybody who's played Fallout 4 will recognize the synth creation process. I'll show you the video after we're done here. But I, I saw one picture of it and it was, it seems very it was pretty similar. like similar. Like, you know, they had the same sort of, you know, white structure of a person and then like they were sort of in the like expose kind of thing yeah but i don't think they have the giant like come bath or like the tendons being like they did out. they did oh, they did i'll show you a video after we're done okay it's very similar so i i ever i guess that the whoever designed fallout had a good android creation process and they just borrowed it for this but make this they, I think they 3d printed the bones and then dipped them and come to put like the first layer on them and then started spray painting muscles on mm-hmm Again, begging the question of why, like, you're not selling prosthetics, but maybe they, they could are. Be. Yeah, yeah, maybe they are. I hope they are. The board, and so they make the money. <laughs> the board. The board doesn't like it when you come down here and talk to Stinky Pete, the bartender. Ah, well, <laughs> but you, he fucking moves like the <laughs> the old animatronics at Disney World and stuff. All presidents, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well. It's only a matter of time, I'm sure, before all that's revealed. I give it a good rating, first two episodes. It's HBO's darling while Game of Thrones is off the air. What? It's HBO's darling while Game of Thrones is off the air. Game of what? Game of Thrones. Is it about zombies? Fuck (laughs) off. Let's watch The Walking Dead next week. Okay. They could have, apparently, from what I hear, they could have used some Westworld androids from people getting their heads smashed in. I just heard one of the characters died or something, but I don't yep. watch the show, so I don't know. Don't care either. I don't really care either. But uh, well, I guess we'll talk about this Game of Thrones 
thing at some point. Again, I'm not familiar with it. Um, it has sci-fi elements in it. Okay. It does. It has um like mind-melding aliens and shit. Oh, cool. Um, it has these weird flying, fire-breathing ones that are All like right. a super weapon in the world. Cool. For some reason, they don't have fire. Like, they don't have gunpowder. Sounds kind of like... But they have sulfur mines. Neat. I, I just... Sounds like it's a pretty cool show. Fuck off. 